It ain't the left side or the right side. Then it must be the fence side. It ain't the left side. Welcome to another episode of On the Fence Side here with Kat and Paul Pickin. You can follow us on Facebook, Twitter, Spreaker, iTunes, YouTube, and on iHeartRadio. We are taking a look here at the AFC East after week one of the NFL season where the Dolphins even didn't actually play. So they're not in first, they're not in last, they're right in the middle at 500. So recapping, uh, the season starts with a big upset in New England. The Chiefs win over New England by 15 points. Kareem Hunt sets the NFL record for the most yards for a player in his first game in NFL history. Paul, the, the game started like I thought it would. Patriots go up seven to nothing. The Chiefs fumble. They get the ball back. The Patriots look like they're going up fourteen to nothing. You had a Rob Gronkowski touchdown returned, and just like that, the Chiefs come right on, come back, tie it at seven seven. It's a seesaw game back and forth all game, and then the Chiefs pull away at the end, thanks largely to Kareem Hunt and uh, Tyree Kill. Other option uh, observations from the game. I kind of thought this was a game that could go either way. And, like, I was helping a friend with a survivor pool, and I told them, I said, look, I said, this, this, the Patriots historically have had some volatility in the first game of the season. But what I will say is, like you said, it started out looking like we kind of feared it might. By the end of the game, it became readily apparent that there are some underlying issues talent-wise, on that Patriots defense. Now, there were some correctable things with the Patriots defense, don't get me wrong, but the couple of underlying issues are ones that Miami may be able to take advantage of when they play against the Patriots. I'm not worried about the Bills at this point. I'm not worried about the Jets at that po- at this point. I know the Bills are in first place in the AFC East. The Dolphins are in second by half a game. Jets and Patriots are tied for third. The Patriots have a couple of speed issues on defense and they have a little bit of a tackling issue on defense the tackling issue could play very well with jay ajayi the speed issues are twofold one of the speed issues especially once kyle van noy came into the game they could not get to the edge hello Kenyon drake the other speed issue that they have their cornerbacks are not equipped to handle deep speed miami's got jakeem grant who's flashed his ability as a wide receiver, like you and I called early in the preseason. They've got Kenny Stills and Devontae Parker. And if those three are able to get a couple deep balls going, that opens everything up across that defense. That's an issue that's not an easy one to correct when you have a speed issue at this point in the year. Yeah, and defensively, when I look at the Patriots, other than Trey Flowers, I don't see anybody who can really get to the quarterback. I mean, uh, Dietrich Wise had a coverage sack in that game, but Cody Ely, who they traded for in the offseason was cut with to everybody's surprises actually now with the jets and i see a, a speed issue and a pass rushing issue on defense also offensively based on the first game it looks like the, the loss of, of julian edelman has been severely underestimated chris hogan i think everybody assumed that he would come back in the game and separate just like edelman did i i didn't see that chris hogan had only one catch for eight yards amandola had a hundred yard game but it's obvious that, that Edelman is not – they don't have an Edelman-type figure that's requiring those double teams. So taking a look at the Jets and the Bills, it's funny because I, I, I when I looked at this game beforehand, I thought this is going to be a snooze fest. 
one of these teams, probably the Bills, is going to end up winning, I don't know, 20 to 10. And the game ends up being 21 to 12. Anything jump out for you in that contest? That contest was pretty much a nobody wins, everybody loses type scenario for me. I mean, it, it's there are two teams that are not very good right now. I know the Bills are trying to rebuild. The Jets are trying to. I don't even. I don't even know what the Jets are trying to do at this point. Every time I think I know, they do something even more mystifying personnel-wise. So yeah, there, there, there's really a two-team race in the AFC East, and after that first week of the season, it might potentially be a little bit closer race than, than even I or you or or anybody I know initially realistically thought it could be. Because if the Patriots do have those underlying fundamental issues with the fact that the Pats had a couple of wide receivers now on IR, and they also actually one other thing too with the Pats, they don't really seem to have that short yardage back that can get it done like they've had in the past. LeGarrette Blunt is not there to hammer out a fourth and one, and those fourth and ones that they had were pretty huge when they got stuffed. So... It may not be the big runaway that everybody expected, especially USA Today picking 16-0. and 0. Patriots typically creatively use their running backs in a lot of different ways. I think they got a lot of good depth there. Mike Gillisley did have three touchdowns, but only had three yards of carry, so 15 carries for 45 yards. But going back to the Jets and Bills game, funny you mentioned the receivers. On the Jets' side, after you get past uh, Jermaine Curse, who had seven catches for 59 yards, the rest of their wide receiver unit had six catches for 32 yards combined. You look at the Bills' side, Jordan Matthews had two catches for 61 yards, and after that, their wide receiver unit had two catches for 22 yards combined. So the Dolphins, who uh, to me are the weakest at defensive back, may not have a lot of big-time receivers to match up with, in those contests and looking at this AFC East, I've always said with the dolphins, they've got to go four and two inside this division, whether that's losing two games to the Pats and sweeping the jets and bills or taking one from the Pats and maybe accidentally dropping one to the jets or the bills too. So four and two, is that about where you are at the the division standings for the dolphins of the AFC East? Honestly, watching the lay of the land in week one, I, I fully expected going into the season that Miami would likely split with the Patriots. They seem to do that a lot in recent years. They've always played each other tightly and well uh, with the occasional blowout either way mixed in. So I expected that to be a split. Barring catastrophic injury, though, I, I really don't expect the Bills or the Jets to beat Miami this year. I know they play up against each other, but I mean, the Jets, like I said, it's absolutely mystifying looking at what that team did to its roster and continues to do to its roster. You add to that the couple of key injuries they had to the couple of actual players that they, they still have on that roster. I just don't see how they're going to beat anybody this year uh, unless it's by accident. And the Bills, they kind of traded away some of their biggest threats that, that played well against Miami. So I'm not super concerned about them. So I'm really looking at this as potentially a 5-1 and one in the AFC East. The Bills have extra draft picks in the first four rounds of next year's NFL draft, but I feel like they sacrificed at least one entire season 
to get those draft picks. And I, I don't ever think that's a good idea in the NFL. So the Jets, to me, really had no other choice in the matter because, uh, I mean, just so many years of just, of just terrible front office decisions uh, have, have put them in a position where they're at now. They've messed up the quarterback spot so many times, spending second-round picks on Geno Smith and Christian Hackenberg and Bryce Petty have put them in this position. And, and you look at the other second-round picks that they've, that they've thrown away, like the Devin Smiths and the Stephen Hills. This is just an, an abomination of draft picks over the years. So I expect at the end of the day the Jets and Bills to combine for somewhere around eight or nine wins. I think that might even be a lot at this point. We might even be looking at five or six combined. Paul, any other observations? For me, I just I, I think Miami – could be very well positioned. I know people looked at it as a tough schedule for Miami this year, but it always helps that Miami has a very good chance of going five and at, at least five and one in the division. I think both Miami and the Patriots will probably end up being five and one in the division, but that could set Miami up well down the stretch here. I, I know it's going to be a tough road to hoe, given the fact that they've got to play 16 straight in the regular season. So, hey, anytime you can go five and one in your division, it helps. You are listening to our wrap-up of the AFC East after one week. You can follow us on the Finside on Facebook, Twitter, Spreaker, iTunes, YouTube, and on iHeartRadio. Stay tuned for our future episodes. We're going to be previewing the San Diego Chargers, Miami Dolphins matchup, and our predictions for that game. If it's not on the right side and it's not on the left side, it's on the fin side. Solo D, take us home. It ain't the left side or the right side, and it must be the fin side. It ain't the left side or the right side, and it must be the fifth left. Listen, Dolphins fans across the land all tuning in to see what Brian Cat and Paul about to do again. Support for this podcast and the following message come from Coriant. Coriant provides wealth management services centered around you. They focus on exceeding your expectations and simplifying your life. Coriant has been helping high achievers just like you enjoy their lives more fully, preserve their wealth, and provide for the people, causes, and communities they care about. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Coriant has deeply experienced teams in 23 strategic locations. Coriant has extensive knowledge spanning the full spectrum of planning, investing, lending, and money management disciplines. Leverage Coriant's exclusive network of experts to craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex they may be. Real wealth requires real solutions. For more information, connect with a wealth advisor today at Coriant.com. That's C-O-R-I-E-N-T.com. Coriant.com.